This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, March 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China may be buying a lot of sorghum. Don't count on more MFP payments, Purdue tells growers. And Britain wants to talk trade. New sorghum sales to China may be big or very big. Chinese importers won't begin applying for the latest exemptions to tariffs on U.S. farm goods until today. But buyers are already snapping up U.S. sorghum. That according to the latest USDA trade data. The exact amount is still unclear, though. U.S. exporters reported net sales of 119,000 metric tons of sorghum to China that in the week ending February 20th. But the amount may be much bigger. Several U.S. industry officials say they suspect but can't confirm that additional sales of three to 24,000 metric tons designated by the USDA as going to unknown destinations are also going to China. National sorghum producer CEO Tim Lust tells AgriPulse he believes the entire 443,200 metric tons were sold to Chinese buyers. But either way, the sales are good news for U.S. farmers. Once China begins granting exemptions to the tariffs, Lust says he expects Chinese imports of the grain to jump even higher. And don't forget soybeans. U.S. Soybean Export Council CEO Jim Sutter says he expects plenty of Chinese importers will apply for exemptions that to the country's retaliatory tariffs today. Brazil is now harvesting a record-breaking crop, so U.S. sales may have to wait a bit, but they'll come, Sutter told AgriPulse. The exemptions are the tools that will allow the Chinese to follow through with the promise in the Phase 1 trade deal to increase ag purchases, according to Sutter. Purdue, don't expect MFP if you overproduce. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is trying to dissuade farmers from expecting more market facilitation program payments this year, despite President Donald Trump's promise to provide more aid if his trade deals don't kick in. Speaking at the Commodity Classic on Friday in San Antonio, Purdue said MFP is not designed to be a price support program. We've got to look at market signals. If we get trade, we get those exports. And if we don't see markets move like we ought to, that ought to be a signal to us that we're producing too much of one commodity or the other, he said. Keep in mind, Purdue announced to the farmers that the EPA will significantly reduce the number of small refinery exemptions this year. An EPA announcement is expected any day. Commodity Classic the annual convention for corn, soy, wheat, and sorghum growers, as well as the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Brits to U.S. Okay, let's talk trade. It's only been about a week since Britain published its negotiating objectives for a trade agreement with the European Union, but today's the day the U.K. releases its goals for a separate trade pact with the U.S., U.S. negotiators say they are eager for such a pact in order to pry Britain away from Europe's restrictive policies on agriculture that bar many U.S. farm goods. But the EU is also in the race to get a trade deal with the British. U.K. negotiators stress they are committed to conducting both negotiations separately, but also at the same time. That is not set well with some in the EU. Bernd Lang, a chairman of the European Parliament Committee on International Trade last week, stressed to reporters in Washington that the EU will insist that its talks with the U.K. are conducted first. 
food banks get nutrition advice. Food banks are getting new guidelines intended to improve the nutritional value of the products they're providing to soup kitchens and food pantries. The guidelines are being released today by Feeding America, the National Organization of Food Banks, in conjunction with the annual National Anti-Hunger Policy Conference in D.C. The recommendations, which were developed by a panel of experts, call for dividing food products into 11 distinct categories, which are then rated on a three-tier system, including choose often, choose sometimes, and choose rarely. A product is assigned one of the three tiers, depending on its content of saturated fat, sodium, and added sugar. Lake Erie Bill of Rights Invalidated by a Federal Judge A Bill of Rights to protect Lake Erie is too vague to pass constitutional muster. Federal judge ruled on Friday, handing a loss to Toledo residents who voted for the measure and a win to the Northwestern Ohio Drews Farm Partnership, which challenged it. In the Lake Erie Bill of Lights, or LIBOR, the line between clean and unclean and between healthy and unhealthy depends on who you ask. Because of this vagueness, Drew Farms reasonably fears that spreading even small amounts of fertilizer violates LIBOR. U.S. District Judge Jack Zarni said in his eight-page order, LIBOR is unconstitutionally vague and exceeds the power of municipal government in Ohio, according to the judge. Bloomberg releases ag policy principles. Just ahead of Super Tuesday, Mike Bloomberg has released an outline of his agriculture policy. It's basically a set of principles or priorities, starting with a promise to, quote, ensure fair competition in the ag sector. He also calls for promoting soil conservation, increasing the amount of acreage being farmed with regenerative practices, and exploring ways to align crop insurance with conservation. Bloomberg briefly addresses the ag labor issue by proposing to modernize the H-2A visa program to make it work better for both farm workers and farms of all sizes. He also says he wants to expand farm worker protections, including overtime rights. On the Hill, senators express concerns about Brazilian beef imports. On the Senate side, 15 U.S. senators led by Republican John Thune of South Dakota questioning the Food Safety and Inspection Service decision to allow imports of raw Brazilian beef three years after FSIS refused entry to about 2 million pounds of beef from the South American country. After that 2017 action, FSIS announced the suspension of all imports of fresh beef from Brazil due to public health concerns, poor sanitary conditions, and animal health issues, the senators wrote to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. Given that the United States halted Brazilian raw beef imports less than one year after Brazil was granted access in 2016, we have serious concerns about Brazil's ability to maintain adequate food safety standards over the long run, the group said in the letter. In addition to Thune, the letter was signed by 10 Republicans, 4 Democrats. Here's today's He Said It. He's got all the passion. He had all the passion in 2016, and the superdelegates killed him off. And they'll kill him off again. That Don Teske, Kansas Farmers Union president, speaking to AgriPulse about 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders at the National Farmers Union Convention in Savannah, Georgia. 
Teske is one of three candidates, including NFU lobbyist Rob LaRue and Mike Eby of Pennsylvania, vying to replace retiring Farmers Union President Roger Johnson. That election takes place this afternoon. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 2nd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.